Hey, what's up, guys? There is uh, no uh, moderator of sorts or any other person for this uh, for this podcast, or I don't even know what you want to call it. But you know, I was just kind of sitting here and I was sorting through like merch and trying to get things organized for the liquidation sale that went out uh, to the email list uh, early this morning. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of reflecting. I I didn't even realize when I woke up today uh, that this is the 15-year anniversary of AIW, which is a pretty monumental thing Um, and something I don't think, myself included, ever expected uh, that we would be here today, 15 years later, still doing this. so yeah, it's just been, you know, I'm in my house totally alone, like most people have been during the, uh, you know, COVID-19 stuff, and, um, you know, you just kind of lose track of the days and lose track of a lot of what's going on, and, um, you know, like, I just kept, I don't know why, but I like, I looked at my phone at like 2 o'clock in the morning, before I went to bed and I was like May 29th why is that such a why does that seem like a significant date to me and it didn't hit me until uh this morning when I was you know going through the the emails for the merch stuff and I took a look I was just like I'm gonna look and see you know why is this date so significant? And then I, I put it together that this is the anniversary date of AIW. And that may sound crazy that I didn't even realize that, but, you know, like when you're doing it and you're just like worrying about the next show or the next three shows or whatever, like uh, I don't think any of us involved to, you know, the higher extent or whatever of operating AW have, you know, you, you don't really have a chance to like sit and think about those significant dates. And, you know, you're always so worried about the next thing and uh, how are we going to survive or how are we going to get through this month or, you know, whatever, you know, you guys listen to the podcast, I, I would imagine. So, you know the you know the trials and tribulations and the the stress that I go through, and uh, you know I, maybe that's a benefit of the you know this whole you know shutdown that we're in right now is um, you know I realized that and I realized how significant this date is uh, and what an accomplishment it really is for me personally because you know. I don't know what has been discussed on the previous podcast episodes. I know, you know, we've done a, a me retrospective or origin and a Chandler Biggins and a Duke and a Wadsworth. And, you know, a lot of these guys that have been around since, you know, close to day one or day one. But, uh, you know, to, to really understand how like great this is, I guess you have to realize like, what caused AIW to even become a thing? Because, you know, if there weren't certain circumstances that happened 
15 years ago, um, 16 years ago, then, you know, this company would have never started. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I don't, I could have never imagined that it would have become what it became. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't really think that, um, you know, I don't think of AIW or myself or anything as like an influential thing, but, um, you know, I realize that it, it has been, and it has, you know, helped launch a lot of careers and, uh, we've worked with so many like amazing people and, uh, legends and, you know, people that have gone on to, you know, be WWE like world champions and, um, you know, none of that could have ever, ever been predicted because, you know, like the company was really born out of just, I don't want to say spite, but out of, I'm, I'm going to prove you wrong. And, uh, I, I even kind of lost all of that in my, you know, just going, along all these years and you kind of like forget all that stuff. And, uh, anyone that's on my Facebook page, maybe you saw this like a couple months ago, I, I posted a, a little aim instant messenger thing, um, between Chandler Biggins, who was not involved with AIW at the time. And this guy named John Rotten and, uh, I, it was crazy to read all this because Chandler Biggins, God bless him, saved so much stuff. And his mom found all of these printed out emails and conversations and all these things he had. And there was all this stuff from basically the the inception of AIW and it was crazy to read because Chandler had no affiliation with AIW at the time and uh, AIW didn't even exist to be perfectly honest with you um you know to to kind of backtrack on you know who this John Rotten guy is and um why this all kind of is significant to AIW um, you know, I know that we've talked and myself and Wadsworth promoted a show when I was 15 and in, in 1999 and we did two, I believe. And the, the big thing is, is from that though, we kind of hooked up with this other group that was doing the same, the same exact thing that we were trying to do. They were just doing it in a, on a little larger scale in a, you know, it was basically all untrained but it was in a ring. They were running JT Lightning's ring. They were running real venues. It's the same exact thing that we did, um, and they were also doing it. So we kind of like linked up with these guys, and um, you know they were much older than me. And you know, it, as a 15 year old kid, you know you're hanging out with like these 18, 19, 20, 21 year old guys, and it's like, you know, it, it becomes, uh, you know, you, you somewhat look up to them they're like this is the guy you know like he's running wrestling in cleveland and you know on a different in a different capacity than what jt lightning was doing it was a little you know it was it wasn't right but when you're a teenager what 
we were doing at that time like felt cool and you know um you just uh, it, it was it's strange for me to kind of look back on because i really looked up to all these guys and um you know i became friends with them and uh you know the, it was just kind of like you know there was this john rotten guy and then there were some other guys and you know i was kind of in the mix with them um and i was way younger and you know i was just kind of you know i would always help out and um you know just like you know whatever like i I was in like their like quote-unquote click or whatever of people that were were running these efw shows and you know uh, if you looked at them now they were so forgettable like honestly like so forgettable and so bad and it's all untrained um but at the time you know this is this is the cool thing to do in cleveland and um you know, uh, these guys were my friends and they became my friends. Um, and you know, this went on for, you know, five, six years, you know, through that. And, you know, we, we started another promotion and we got trained and, um, you know, instead of going with JT lightning, it was, well, we're going to create our own wrestling school and we're going to hire our own trainer. And I was very kind of, um, involved in that process and, um, you know, like when we created this new company, Cleveland Championship Wrestling, it was essentially four owners. Uh, one was was myself, and I was 18 years old, and uh, this John Rotten guy. The Duke was one, and uh, there was another guy. And uh, you know, this the shows were were whatever. You know, they were very um inconsistent it's hard to even find anything on this promotion honestly uh i don't even know if it ran 15 events you know like i I would really have to sit down and and try to bang out the history of that and, and talk with uh matt wadsworth and the duke and all this stuff but um essentially you know when i was like right when I turned 21 the last Cleveland Championship Wrestling event I happened on December 19th and I was turning 21 at midnight and that turns out to be the the final the final event you know and um from there you know these these guys kind of turn on me for you know like uh whatever reason um, like personal stuff I had set this guy up with a girl that I knew and then um you know that's just kind of how stupid things happen uh, you know as as uh they became more serious he was didn't like that I knew her previously uh and not in like any sort of weird way it was just a friend of mine and uh you know they they just decide like they're gonna you know they're they're turning on me for whatever reason I'm uh, I'm out and, uh, you know, it, it, things get very personal and, you know, this is where these conversations with Chandler comes in and, um, you know, these guys are, are, are basically in the, the mindset that nobody can exist without them. And they had done it for this, you know, five, six, seven years of promoting events in Cleveland and, you know, uh, some of them were very successful, you know, some, some of those shows were drawing a thousand people. So the, 
the egos involved, you know, on the other side of things were, were gigantic. And, um, you know, from that, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be out or whatever. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just, you know, just totally like, you know, banned from whatever they're going to do. And, um, some, some other people, the same thing. And, it just it so from that AIW is just kind of born out of this guy like honestly's personal problem that I was friends with his girlfriend and before they knew each other so uh, and that's just kind of how crazy things happen in wrestling I guess but um you know from from there it, it's it, it becomes well I know that I can do this. I know that I can do this better than you guys do it. And, um, you know, especially at the time, you know, when I'm 19, 20, 21 years old, you know, I have a lot of people coming to shows that I wrestle on. You know, if you want to call that a ticket seller or whatever, I have value because I have friends outside of wrestling. So I know that I have a base of people that if I did something, they would come. So, you know, from that, it, it, it just kind of escalates very quickly in, uh, creating the AIW just out of spite to these guys that think they, you know, they are untouchable in Cleveland and, or, or whatever in, in wrestling. And, uh, you know, we, we start, you know, like it, it was myself and a few other guys that were kind of also on the outs with, with these guys. And, um, we kind of got together and formulated this, you know, we went to a Denny's that doesn't even exist anymore. And, um, we sat down and we started, you know, trying to come up with plans and seeing who we could get involved. And, you know, we had no plans of existing for 15 years. We, we didn't even know if we were going to last five months honestly it was really like a we're going to beat you at your own game because you you know like you didn't appreciate anything that we did and uh you you know made things personal for no reason and you know like that's another thing is like things got very personal on like wrestling message boards and like you know, like I don't probably like MySpace or something at the time. And it's all stuff that I kind of blocked out. And when Chandler's mom sent me all these just random printed out things that she didn't know what they meant. Um, it brought back a lot of memories a couple weeks ago because it, it, I realized how personal things really were getting, um, on their end towards me and towards, you know, Matt Wadsworth and, um, some other people that, you know, are long gone, not really involved in wrestling anymore, but at the time they were. So, you know, it was kind of like, Hey, like we can do this and we can do this better than you. And that was really why the company started was basically like you, like you aren't untouchable. You, we can definitely beat you at this. And, you didn't appreciate the people that were helping this thing exist because I was very heavily involved in 
a lot of the coordinating of the businesses previously to AIW, you know, like late in the EFW days and then the Cleveland Championship Wrestling days. And um, it was, you know, always focused on this one guy, like he was the man doing it all, but that really wasn't true. And um, I knew that and some other people knew that. And, you know, we just, we, we went to a Denny's one day and we started coming up with a plan. And, you know, that's from there, you know, we hooked up with some other people that had connections at Peabody's Down Under. And from there, you know, the, the, the ball started rolling rather quickly. Um, like I said, the, the final CCW event happened in December of 2004. So I would say in a few weeks after that is when the fallout happened. So we put this company together in less than six months. You know, because the the first show was May 29th, 2005. And, um, you know, it, it's just kind of crazy to sit here 15 years later and look back on all that stuff. And I never could have imagined that AIW would become what it was and um, be this huge part of my life uh, and so many other people's lives for that matter, honestly. I, that was never anybody's intention we just wanted to beat this guy at his own game and be involved in wrestling and that was really it you know there were no giant grand plans of you know anything other than we want to beat this guy because he didn't appreciate us and uh he turned on us all for dumb reasons you know like i said for me it was you know, it was because I knew his girlfriend before they dated. And then, you know, other people had other dumb little petty things that, you know, he was on this huge kind of like power trip thing. And uh, it was a very, very, I guess, looking back on it, you know, strange thing to be a part of, you know, especially like I said, you know, I meet these guys when I'm 15 and, uh, you know, I, I look up to these guys and then you kind of realize like, they weren't that good of people and it was they they really didn't have any plan and other than you know like saying that they were involved in wrestling there was no grand vision there either and even though you know we all kind of thought this was like we were a part of this huge deal that it wasn't you know like nobody remembers any of those shows or those promotions ever happening um which is pretty crazy you know but at the time, like I said, it, it was just really about beating these guys. And, um, you know, I, I went back and, you know, I read, I read these um, conversations and, um, you know, I, I found, you know, all these like really personal mean things that were posted about so many people, um, you know, myself, Matt Wadsworth you know, other people. Yeah. It's just, it's, it, it's crazy to sit here 15 years later and, you know, I'm, I'm packing orders up for t-shirts to ship all over the country. And, um, you know, I, nobody ever, ever in a million years w would have thought that happened. And, um, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I was, you know, I was, I, I got a little emotional about it today. Um, because it is 
so important and it is you know such an uncertain time right now um, with you know will we be able to do it again when can we do it again so it's uh it's pretty crazy because you know we could have we could have been doing a show tonight you know the for the 15 year anniversary um which you know wasn't officially on the plans like i said because you know nobody ever sat down and thought about those significant dates um i knew that we were coming up on 15 years and we were planning on doing something big in akron which would have taken place about two weeks ago but i mean being on a friday may 29th it probably would have fallen into place once matt wadsworth would have pointed out like hey this is the date and uh you know it's uh it's pretty cool to to have been able to do this for such a long time um and there's you know there's a lot of bad bad times as well you know like it's it's been very um it's been very trying over 15 years and uh I don't, you know, I wouldn't change it. I think it's really a part of making this company what it is today. It hasn't been easy. And I think that's really what has made us survive because the company was born out of this crazy turmoil, wrestling war. Like, you know, like we started into a wrestling war and we had to kind of you know, put her head down and, and figure out how to win when the other side had all these resources and all these connections and they went on to be non-existent, honestly. And it, it, it's just kind of crazy because we were all unknown and uh, a lot of people were betting against us. And, you know, that's props to JT Lightning who, you know, uh, admittedly, flip-flopped through the, you know, existence of AIW several times. But uh, at the time, you know, he's at odds with those guys on the other side. So he rents us the ring. And if he doesn't do that, you know, we we didn't have money to buy a ring or anything. Like I said, I was, I was 21 years old. You know, I didn't have any money. The other people involved didn't have any money. It was, it was really like a collaborative effort to just put on a show, you know, like nobody even got paid at the first AIW show. I don't think outside of Josh prohibition, um, and M dog 20. Other than that, it was everybody that was on that show pretty much volunteered, uh, in an attempt to, uh, outdo the other side. And it was a lot of people that were unknown, not very well respected young wrestlers in the area, you know, like the, the, uh, EC threes and the, you know, who is now known as Rex Brody and so many, so many other people, Dio Salvador, like tons and tons of, you know, guys that were for the time, never really appreciated or giving out, given opportunities. It was, it truly was a collaborative effort uh, for that first show. 
and you know the the first you know year or two honestly um but you know from there things you know get a little a little shaky there as well um but you know i just sit here and i think you know it's it sucks that chandler isn't here anymore to to see this because uh even though he wasn't involved in the inception of aiw he really was in even i didn't realize that because you know i'm reading these chats that he's having with this guy and you know he's he's like telling him that he's coming to the iw show and this guy is talking trying to talk him out of it and tell him we're going to be failures and all this other stuff and um you know he he did come to the show as a fan and um there wasn't a show that he missed up until he got sick and it's you know uh, chandler believed in aiw before he had any skin in the game so to speak and uh you know without him there's probably several times where this whole thing falls apart and um you know there was times where i was ready to get out there were some really really hard times over the last 15 years and um you know without chandler it it probably doesn't stick together you know he was really the glue that held it all together uh a lot of time so you know it's just uh it's it's sad that you know he's not here to see like we made it 15 years you know that was like i think cleveland all pro made it 17 with a, a lot of breaks and things in between you know we've never really taken a break in 15 years up until this point you know there's always been a show on the schedule there's always been something to do we've we've gone pretty hard over the last 15 years you know sometimes we'll take a month off but it's like you know no long there's been no long hiatus and even when there should have been when we are negative money you know we have no idea where it's going to come from we still you know we still found a way and a, a lot of that was chandler and uh, you know chandler just refusing to kind of you know wave the white flag and you know we're we're, we're not giving this thing up because you know like i said we're born out of this kind of turmoil you know there's there's various other instances throughout aiw to where that happens and you know people get mad or you know they try to overtake power and uh it's just it's it's a crazy crazy 15 years and i'm just sitting here thinking about it all and uh it's just i i I cannot believe that this has turned into what it is and you know by no means do i think we are you know an elite number one promotion in the united states but uh i do know that we are in the conversation when you talk about united states independent wrestling and uh you know that's all i could ask for honestly because all i wanted to do was be cleveland cleveland wrestling you know i didn't you know i wanted to be i wanted to beat this guy named john rotten at at cleveland wrestling and a lot of other people wanted to beat him too and uh i think 
by AIW show number three, he left the business, which is crazy. And, you know, I don't know if that's because of us or whatever, but he left and he's never been seen again or heard from again since 2005. And, uh, you know, I, I lost a lot of friends on that side of things, you know, and, uh, Duke was, Duke was one of them. Duke was on that side. And, uh, you know, when that guy, you know, vanishes and the Duke is left in charge, he quickly closes the company. And, um, there are some conversations and there's some tension and, um, you know, now Duke, you know, is, is integral in AIW. Um, but there are a lot of guys that I never heard from ever again, you know, and they, they kept that loyalty for a guy that, that, that packed up and left and it was never heard from ever again. Um, and it's, it's really, you know, it's really crazy. Um, it's, uh, it's crazy how wrestling works and how many friendships come and go and, um, how many just kind of how much animosity could could build up within the business behind the scenes that fans don't even really know about um and there was a lot of that you know and that happened a few times throughout AIW's history and uh like I said you know I I believe Chandler Briggins is the glue that holds things together because there are you know two more instances in which there is a managerial so to speak split of you know people leaving or people trying to kick me and Chandler out and um you know uh other people you know kind of quitting and taking their ball and going home but they you know pretty much had all the equipment that had been needed to run AIW and uh you know there there were times where we were just really down and out honestly and uh we found a way and you know it's it's i can't think of every single instance because like i said you know we never really to this point like pressed pause and kind of got out of the got out of the you know the war or whatever you want to call it you know we've been in the thick of everything since 2005 and you know it is kind of nice to kind of sit and reflect on all this stuff because uh, I never really got the opportunity to do it, honestly. And I just wish that Chandler was here to do it because he was an encyclopedia when it came to things that happened in the AIW and especially things that people that did us wrong along the way. Uh, you know, that, that thing about the list for all you old schoolers, uh, that know what that means. Uh, you know, the list was Chandler's brain, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't a handwritten list. Chandler knew it all. And he knew he could tell you the date in which you tr attempted to screw AIW over. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, I, I just wish that he was here because if he was, we'd be, you know, sitting in my backyard and uh he would be drinking a pure leaf iced tea and i would probably be having an adult cocktail and uh you know we would just be laughing about all this stuff because uh, a lot of it we should have never we should have never overcame we should have never beat uh a, a, a lot of these things that were put up against us 
throughout the years. And uh, we did, and we're still here 15 years later. Um, and I say we because Chandler is always going to be a part of AIW no matter what. You know, he may have passed away, but, you know, he's going to live on for as long as this company lives on because he was the heart and soul of it all. You know, like, honestly, he was such a driving force to keep this thing going on so many occasions, you know, and like there were so many times where I was just ready to just give give it all up because, you know, like I say with the you know, when it's born with all these other guys and it gets really personal against me, you know, that, that has happened so many times throughout AIW, you know, people, you know, uh, attacking girlfriends I had and, uh, you know, just uh, really personal stuff about me to put on the internet. And, you know, this is long before, you know, like Twitter and, you know, things like that, you know, we're talking like old message boards and, um, just really like re- things got really personal and really uh, just really hard to to deal with uh, for me, honestly, on a lot of times, you know, because it is it, it is tough to try to juggle that, you know, that personal life with a girlfriend. And, you know, you have people that are attacking your girlfriend online because she's your girlfriend and she has nothing to do with it. And uh you know, there was a lot of just bad stuff that went on and Chandler always would find a way to, you know, keep me kind of in the game and, you know, keep me moving forward. And I'm so thankful for that because, you know, I, I know that this is what I was supposed to do in, in my life now that I'm sitting here 15 years later and, you know, I don't live off of AIW. That was never the intention it was something that I really wanted to do. I always wanted to be involved in wrestling and the fact that we were able to make it survive for 15 years. Um, you know, I really do feel like this is what I was supposed to do. And, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a good feeling sitting here, you know, just thinking about it all, all morning, honestly. Um, just thinking about a lot of the good times and a lot of the bad times too, uh, because you know, a lot of the bad times, you know, uh, they did, they they made this company what it was and they, you know, made me and, you know, Chandler, especially like very mentally tough to face whatever we, we needed to face. And, uh, that was the majority of the battles were mental things, you know, like I said, these personal attacks on personal lives and, um, you know, people trying to find out where we worked and, you know, where Chandler worked and, you know, just messing with stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's crazy. It, it was, it, it's crazy that, you know, wrestling feuds or whatever, and like, not even like a storyline feud, like real life feuds led to all this stuff and you know like there were some dark times for AIW you know like there when there were fights outside of Monday Night Raws over you know like like turf wars honestly um and uh it was just it was crazy it was they were crazy times and um it sucks that Chandler isn't here 
to just reminisce about that with me and you know like there are people like duke and matt wadsworth and you know tom dunn and you know these guys that have been around for a long time pedro um you wouldn't believe the stuff that went on before you know i i guess way before we had any sort of reach as a company you know we've we've been in a business in business since 2005 but we weren't reaching you know fans around the world since 2005 you know and a lot of stuff in those early years was just so crazy in cleveland and the you know we went from you know a war with this john rotten guy and then you know two years later the the founders of aiw we we split in half and we split into two more promotions you know another promotion so it goes from that to this you know this war that goes on and you know then a couple of years later you know a, another founding member of aiw breaks off and um you know he's like who knows you know he makes all sorts of threats still on his twitter um and uh you know now he's claiming that you know he's been out for a decade and now he's claiming he is uh, found these some of these old EFW guys from 2005, and they're gonna relaunch, and they're gonna finally put the nail in the AW coffin. I mean, you can't, you cannot make this stuff up. Uh, the things that we deal with behind the scenes that get no fandom or no fan play, um, you know, like death, like literal death threats. Uh, we've Chandler and I received so many times from people over wrestling it's it's crazy the things that we've had to deal with that people don't even realize and uh, that's why i wish that he was here so we can sit and talk about this stuff but since he's not this is why i turn the microphone on and and i'm talking to you guys because you know normally you know this is we would be like i said we would either be on the phone or uh, he would be at my house and we would be sitting, laughing, telling stories. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy, but it is nice to kind of have this outlet, you know, whether people are going to listen or not, I don't know. You know, this is, uh, this is pretty crazy though, to sit and think that this has been going on for such a, I mean, my entire adult life, essentially. And, uh, hopefully it's going to go on for 15 more years because, uh, I'm, I have no, you know, I have no kind of plan to stop doing this. Um, you know, especially now that we did put in all those hard years of work and, you know, all the, the struggling and, um, to finally get to a place to where there were some, I, I guess like a little bit of comfort in success and uh you know kind of a aw was really becoming a well-oiled machine before the covid19 outbreak and i i just hope that you know when this is over with you know it's kind of like we just turn the key and it's you know we're we're, we're back off and running again um and that's kind of what's scary right now is what are what's going to happen will shows happen what are the protocols what are the restrictions you know there's there there's a lot of that kind of hypothetical thought that goes on in my brain right now but regardless of whatever it is we're going to figure out a way because we have overcame 
way bigger hurdles than any of this stuff that we're facing right now. And, you know, to the average person, that may sound like a ridiculous statement, but for people that have been around AIW since its inception, you know, like we faced way worse things. And, um, you know, this is going to be something that, you know, seems rather easy for us to get over. You know, if we have to, and if we have to institute protocols, we will, you know, and, uh, we're going to kind of cross that bridge when we get there, but there will be an AIW show again. I know that. Uh, I really do. I know that in my heart that this is not the end of the road. You know, we made it, we made it 15 years and, uh, you know, a couple months off, I don't think is going to kill us. Uh, that really, you know, a lot of that is up to the fan support, but, uh, you know, thankfully, you know, we have seen tremendous fan support during this time. And, uh, you know, that is really just like it, incredible, honestly, you know, we've, we've seen our viewership on independent wrestling TV go way up. You know, we've been selling merchandise on, you know, online, liquidating everything that we have. Um, we would, I, I couldn't tell you, you know, before COVID-19, the last time we sold a shirt on pro wrestling tees, we've been selling shirts on pro wrestling tees. We've been selling shirts on the independent wrestling TV shop. Um, the Patreon subscribers are continuing to, to go up. Um, and you know, that's really just, uh, an amazing feeling because independent wrestling, AIW especially can be something that was easily forgotten. There are real problems going on in the world, but, uh, you know, I'm thankful that you guys have stuck it out with us and helped, you know, helped us get through this because, you know, like I said, this is kind of a very trying time and, you know, there was an incredible financial burden that's been placed on us as the months have gone on, you know, uh, there was a rainy day fund, so to speak, built up, but, you know, when you have bills every single month for you know what's it what's it been almost three months at this point you know like it's it's getting a little low and we're running a little we're running a little low so um that doesn't that doesn't mean that we're not gonna survive this though because we've survived with with no rainy day fund we survived with negative uh negative funds um and uh we found a way so we're going to find a way when this is all over with. Um, I know that this has kind of been a, a, a rambling thing, but uh, like I said, you know, normally I would have probably just called Chandler and, you know, he would have came to my house and we would have just told stories for the, for the next 10 hours, you know, sitting in my backyard or, you know, sitting in my living room uh, watching, you know, old AIW stuff and reminiscing. But, uh, you know, he, He's not here for me to do that. And uh, so I just turned on this microphone and I decided to talk to you guys. So, you know, there's a million different things that I could say about what this, all these kind of feelings and these memories mean to me. But, um, you know, it's just, uh, it, it meant enough for me to, to plug this microphone in and ramble to you for 45 minutes or whatever it's been. But, um, you know, uh, please, you know, uh, any, any questions you have about any of these things that I just, uh, rambled about, uh, 
I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll get a hold of Wadsworth or Tom Dunn or Pedro or something in these next couple weeks. And we can kind of elaborate more on some of this stuff that uh, I talked about, you know. But AIW was was born out of, you know, a crazy, like, just broken friendship with uh, other wrestling people. And, you know, we had no... We, we had really no idea that it was going to last for 15 years. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Like I said, you know, people went their separate ways and, you know, you never spoke to them again. I, I recently on Facebook reconnected with one of these guys that were kind of, you know, in the, you know, in the background, so to speak. But, you know, they, they sided the other way. And, uh, you know, he is... Uh, was very apologetic for uh, kind of turning his back on me and so many others 15 years ago. And uh, it's the guy, you know, that uh, we talked on the podcast. He was banned from ECW for life for uh, selling the mass transit tape. Um, he, uh, you know, he recently, uh, we found me on Facebook or whatever. And we've been, you know, we started talking and, um, it's, uh, you know, that it was nice to get some closure on, on some of that stuff, but, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's crazy. It's a crazy, it, wrestling is a crazy world and it's, you know, I've, I've lost so many friends and so many, you know, girlfriends and, uh, just personal relationships over wrestling and over AIW and, you know, uh, there was nothing that was going to sway me from this being a success and you know I think a lot of that drive is why we did succeed this long and you know like I said there were times where I was ready to throw the towel in but would I have really thrown the towel in I don't know I didn't so you know who knows you know it could have just been whatever a a thought in time but deep down I don't think I would have ever quit on this unless I was absolutely forced to, uh, no matter how bad I wanted to, um, at times because things were so difficult financially, mentally. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, Chandler always, always kept me in the, always kept me in the game somehow. Um, would I have really quit? I don't know. I don't think so. But, uh, you know, I can't really I can't really talk about those moments in time because it's hard to kind of go back and relive a lot of that stuff. But, um, you know, there, there were, there were some really close, this is it. Like, I don't want to do this anymore times, but I'm glad that didn't happen because, you know, I've, I've gone on to, you know, meet some of my idols and work with so many people that have gone on to be gigantic wrestling superstars and uh, I could have never imagined that you know I could have never imagined that a WWE champion would text me you know as a 15 year old or 20 even 21 year old when uh, AIW started you know you you could have never dreamed that any of this stuff would have would have happened you know I, I've had uh, Terry Funk drank beers in my car while I played his album you know I've hung out with so many just people i absolutely idolized as a kid and uh you know it's it's been a pretty cool 15 years honestly and hopefully you know there'll be 15 more so you know with that said uh, i can ramble on forever and ever and ever 
Um, if anybody has any questions or specific things they want to know about, um, you know, leave a comment below or, you know, a lot of you are in the discord chat. I'm an open book. Um, and, uh, you know, continue to support us any, any way you can, you know, Patreon or buying merchandise or anything. Uh, as of right now, there's no kind of sign that shows are coming back anytime soon, but, uh, as soon as I know, you will know. And, uh, thank you for the last 15 years until, you know, next time or whatever you want to call it. Hopefully this wasn't too weird. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for the support.